0: I just wanted to say a couple of words and ideas because I'm sure people are very curious uh, about uh, Tuesday, the midterm elections. I thought it was appropriate just to say a couple of ideas uh, because people are probably wondering what happened, right? Because the Democrats won the House. So the question is like, how do we understand that, you know? Uh, But the truth is, When I I will explain to you why But the truth is the fact that the Democrats won the House Is really very good It's very good for the whole concept The whole process It's really very important Why is that? We have to understand that the main idea Which I've been saying for a long time Is that In the end Esau And today is actually the Pasha told us in the end as i pointed out many many times uh has a lot of shuram devoted to that in the end of time before the mashiach comes esav does tshuva what does that mean that means originally who was esav he was a tzaddik as i mentioned you know he was uh he was a twin brother to, to yaakov as such he had the same uh kolches, the same abilities as yaakov in fact rashi says Until they were 15 years old, you could not tell them apart. Obviously, they were equal in many, many ways, you know, in terms of their capacities and their abilities. They were tremendously uh, uh, equal and so on, you know. And of course, we know Asav, of course, became a russia. uh, And uh, in the end, what happens is, and I brought the medrash, which the concept of uh, Rivka going to the, finding out what's happening, because there was a tremendous amount of conflict, uh, where it says Rav so here right Rav the older will serve the younger and I mentioned that Ya'avoid, the Medrash says can be read as Ya'avayed because in the Torah there's no punctuation so uh, in the beginning it should have been Rav avoid, that the older will serve the younger but of course he became a Russian so therefore his his path in helping Yaakov was no longer avoid where he was served assist Yaakov to do the Tikkun, to rectify the the creation. Instead, he would now assist Yaakov in Ya'aved, by persecuting and oppressing Yaakov, which means to bring the suffering, which is another form of Tikkun. So that we know. (coughs) So, what the Marsha wants, obviously, is that Esav does tshuva. But what does that mean? In order for Esav to do tshuva, uh, 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 Aesov, you have to preserve Aesov. Aesov has to survive. Now I had mentioned many times, of course, that America is what's called the of beAesov, the good part of Aesov, right? And Trump, Donald Trump, in many ways is is a messianic figure of Aesov, of Edom, Edom is Aesov, and so on. And uh, he is the individual that is the personification of asaph and we see what he's doing which is incredible he's assisting Israel confronting the world he's doing exactly what asaph would have done which I had mentioned uh, a while back in the Shion Kavanah from the word Ish Sadef, a man of the field which means that asaph is going to confront the world because Sodeh means a field means the entire world and so on and he confronts them in many ways and so on but, the pro- the, but, uh, but there was a, a major problem. And I feel that the Rav Hashem stepped in, so to speak, to solve that problem. Not totally, but it, it was called, it uh, mitigates the problem. What was the problem? You know, there's a halacha that when you go to war against an enemy, don't corner him. Which means don't get him in a way where he's cornered. Right? Which means that he has no exit. He can't get out. He's cornered, right? There's Allah, you can't, you need to leave him with a way to run away. When Jews make war, you can't leave the enemy, whoever they're fighting, with no exit or no escape route. Why? Uh, because it's interesting, when, as long as a person thinks that he can escape, right? So he will fight with a certain amount of energy. Right? Why? because he knows that worse comes to worse I can retreat right because there's a way to retreat but what happens if you corner an enemy and he has no escape he has no escape route you know Uh, so all of a sudden he realizes he's finished the only way he can survive he must kill you you see so in other words the only way he can survive if he's not cornered he can run away But if he's cornered, then he knows he cannot survive, he must kill you. So automatically, he will get an incredible, what's called an adrenaline rush. He will become tremendous energy, far more than probably normal, because he knows the only way to live is to kill you. That is why you need to leave (coughs) uh, some type of an escape route for your enemy. You see, he, he needs to think that he can survive without right? Having to kill you because he can flee. It's a very important concept. It's a a beautiful understanding psychologically of how people operate when they're threatened, you see. There was a big problem happening in America. America is split. I mean it's really split. You have on one side you have the, let's say, the Republicans, conservatives, right? Uh, Those people who want to maintain a certain status quo and so on. You know, on the other side, you have the left, the liberals, and the Democrats, you see? And there's a tremendous split ideologically or politically between the two. The problem was, is that we were witnessing the beginning of tremendous what's called political instability and violence. That's what was happening. You had major political figures come out. And do what? And say, you got to kick them back. I mean, this guy Eric Holder came, the former Attorney General, says, yeah, you got to kick them back. And even Hillary came out with a remark and so on, you know. In other words, you were beginning, and this, this Congresswoman Maxine Waters, which is incredible, you were beginning to see not just differences, but violence. They were now advocating violence. Why? Because if you think about it, they had no other recourse. In other words, they, they did not have the, the, uh, the, house, the house, it wasn't theirs, it was a Republican, and they didn't have the Senate. Both of these, the House and the Senate, the majority were Republicans, you see? And the President is a Republican, and the Supreme Court is now Republican. In other words, they had no representation whatsoever, you see, to, to b- bring forth their ideology. What happened was, after a while, is they became desperate. You see and because they became desperate they had no escape route you know they had no legal representation whatsoever to assert and to state their case which means they became desperate so what happened is an ideological split actually became violent and that's very dangerous you see I'm not saying there would have been a civil war but there's no question that had they lost the house they would have no escape They have no way, right, to represent themselves in any political way, you see. So what would have happened is they would have become much more violent and you never know what that does to America. That's how rebellions begin, you see, where there's a tremendous ideological uh, difference between groups and when one group feels it has no other means but to be violent and overthrow, that's what they do. You see, so there's no question that had the Democrats lost the House, and this would have continued again with everybody, everything being Republican, once they began down the path of violence, there's no question that it got, would have got worse. But if it gets worse, that's very bad for Esau, you see. Because that threatens the whole what? The whole ability of America to function and to help the, the Jewish people which is what Trump is doing, you see. So if you think about it, there was a tremendous wisdom in what's called throwing them a bone. It's a decoy. That's what the Russian did. He said, wait a minute, you guys are getting too excited. Here's what I'll do. You know, I'll give it the a house. They say, well, you give giving the house, so that's gonna be problematic. Not really. I'll show you how. Okay? First of all, the Senate, and the majority of course of the Senate is Republican. The Senate is the one who determines the Supreme Court nomination, not the House, they do it by themselves, you see, and the morality of America comes from the Supreme Court. That's the whole morality, the whole content, and I mentioned in a a previous year, uh, that in many ways America, right, that America is what's called Chai Misa, why? Why is that? Because, first of all, from the Supreme Court came the whole concept of gay marriages and gay rights. That's against the Torah. It's a death sentence in the Torah. So that's number one. The second thing is Roe versus Wade. It's Ritzicha. They kill partial birth abortions, right? They can kill a kid. I think in the ninth month, they can kill the kid. That's murder. So America is actually practicing right and it's been it's been uh what do you call it uh legalized by the supreme court you see they are committing murder right and 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 uh and uh, homosexuality which is both chai misa subject to the death penalty in the terror you see so the morality of america in many ways comes from the supreme court and therefore the supreme court remains what it's going to be it's already conservative you see and the uh the Senate is the one that votes that. So that will remain, you see, the concept of morality. Also, it is a Senate that uh, uh, confirms judicial appointees. And they are responsible for justice. So that also remains in, in the uh, in America to do that which is uh, righteous. And I mentioned that one of Trump's job is to make America more righteous. I mentioned that and the Kavanaugh and so on, you know. Uh, and besides that, a great deal of what Trump does, right, is not through the Congress. It's through executive orders. And that that remains. <coughs> Whether he has a House or not, that will remain, you see. So, a great deal of what he does, you see, will be intact. Uh, therefore, what the Marshall did to preserve America, in that sense, he threw them the house, let them have the house. But that's not really where the real power lies, like I say. The real power in terms of the uh, uh, justice and morality lies with the Supreme Court and the judicial system. And also Trump is able to do what he does anyway because he does it through executive orders, you see. So, uh, it's my belief that this is really, in, the, in that sense, of what the Rabboni did. He gave them the house, you know. So that's not the main idea. And besides, we know that, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right? I think she fell and broke three ribs. I mean, she's not doing very well. She's an old woman, 85 years old. She, she's not gonna quit, why? Because she doesn't, she knows that if she does quit, then the next judge is going to be another conservative, right? So you can, in that case, you already have, uh, what do you call it, four or five, you know, and then if, if, um, if she quits or however, uh, he will appoint a conservative, and then you'll have how many? Six conservatives against three. If you, if you want to see a meltdown of the Democrats, if she goes, if for whatever reason, Either she doesn't survive because she's an older woman. She survived cancer. Arrest. Yeah, I know twice. She's a lady. I know, but it's not up to her. God determines life. But if the Bush wants to take her out and allow another conservative, then you are going to witness a meltdown by the Democrats because the real power lies in the Supreme Court and in the judicial system in terms of morality and justice. And the Bush wants to make America the tevisha base of, in a certain sense righteous you see so we're going to take a look at what happens in the future in terms of the supreme court but in a, in a certain sense what the motion did was very good because he allows the democrats now that they have a legislative way that they can express their agenda so they simmer down you know it might it, it what do you it uh so it called, called it mollifies them You see, it uh, removes a lot of the rage and the anger and so on. What was that? Takes the edge off. Takes the edge off. Yeah, because now they have the house. And they're still upset. Oh, yeah. But at least they're not going to start with the violence because now they have the house. In other words, their anger can now be expressed through the house and not through throwing somebody out of a restaurant or whatever because it would only get worse. It would only get worse. So when you think about that's incredible wisdom of what the Bansham did, you see. Because ultimately he wants to preserve the, uh, America, you know. And God forbid that there should be something like a, a rebellion or a civil war or whatever. Because they were really losing it. They were really losing it and so on, you know. So in that sense, um, it was a really, uh, it's, a, it's a plus and a benefit to the entire agenda of trying to um, make America righteous, helping Israel, and so on. He fired Sessions immediately. Was that? And he Sessions right after that. Oh. Yeah, so and we're of course, we're predicting that. Yeah, he didn't, well, what he, fa- well, well, he did, he said, Sessions, you need to resign. <laughs> you know, so, uh, he resigned, which is the more honorable way to leave. But of course, he had to, he had to, or else he would have fired him. No question about that. And that's going to, and of course, uh, he's going to put in an attorney general that's, of course, far more loyal and makes sense. The guy's not going to recuse himself, you know. Uh, It's unfortunate because Sessions really is a good guy. He's a very decent guy. He's a good guy. But he really made a terrible mistake by recusing himself. I believe the reason why he did, people don't understand why he did. But I believe the real reason why he recused himself is because he was shaken up, because the Congress called him, they, they accused him of having collusion with the Russians. Well, really all he did was speak to the ambassador, or whatever, which is normal, you know. But, they, but the fact that he was so shaken up, he realized that, you know, that if he's going to remain involved in the Russian collusion business, you know, who knows, they can call him and really and really uh, take him apart, you know. I believe it was fear, That the reason why he recused himself, because he was tremendously afraid, because he realized that if he continues in that line, they who knows what they could do to him, you know, they can put him in prison, you know, you never know, you know, and he does not want to face that, so he just said, "I'm out." He recused himself, but the problem was, of course, you know, you don't do that. You're the attorney general, and then then once he did that he basically fell apart. He just had nothing to do. All these things with uh, the Mueller going after him, he just threw in the towel and says, I'm out of here, you know. So he just did his other stuff, but the main thing Trump needed is, where's my attorney general? Not because, it, not because he's bound by the president, no. But he, he wasn't even defending justice. Why do you recuse yourself? What are you talking about, you know? And then there's so many people that committed crimes you know, leaks and crimes. I mean, it's all, it's all over the place. He did nothing, which is astounding. So I believe he just fell apart. And that was it, you know. Tragic, you know, but uh, I believe that's what happened. But in any case, uh, I think that's, um, uh, that's really what happened in terms of why the, uh, the Democrats won the House. It was very good. Preserves America, takes the edge off, as you said, you know, and... Um, It uh, uh, removes all the tremendous, uh, it mitigates all the tremendous hostility that they have. Not that they're not angry, but they have a way of expressing it. They have an escape route, you see. And therefore, uh, it won't be lahashmod Laharag, as they say, you know, to kill, to destroy the Republicans, you know. Throw them out, whatever, and so on. Anyway anyway that's uh, that's what i feel is really going on so you know so what okay you know there's a second idea which i think is important and i think what uh, what trump has to realize you see is that he can be uh that his power base he can be threatened he lost the house that tells him something you know he's not you know how you know his whole sense of security that He'll never lose any authority. Power is shaken, you know. So I think what God is doing is warning him, don't mess around with Israel with your peace proposal. I think that's what it is. Also, it's also a warning to tell him that, listen, you know, you know, and so on, you know. Don't put Israel at a tremendous disadvantage when you come out with your peace plan. It's also part of the, uh, the reckoning and calculation and so on, you know. Anyway, any questions? That's that's my what I want to say. My take on this uh, midterm elections. It's also the the, the media has also mollified to a certain degree um, because especially since they made a lot more of the victory than it actually was. Yeah, <clears throat> well, this whole concept of a blue wave was no, uh, uh, was nonsense. What blue wave? What blue wave is right, you know. It just shows you they're all, they're all a bunch of liars. No, it's all it's always a lie. I mean, they won, they won, they won, they won but it won, how, how much of a majority did they have? I don't know how much, but it's not significant. No, it's like a blue wave. They lost far more. more. Oh, yeah. Well, what's his name? Obama. He lost 63 congressmen. You believe this? What a slaughter. And they all lost Even Bill Clinton lost And so on and, and so forth You know That was a blue wave You know And so on You know But anyway Trump's A red wave Trump at the press comes That he made history He's the first president You he had, had the, the lowest the Turnover Right in the midterm After his first elected. Yeah Because they always lose In the middle There's no term. hostile To some extent Because that whole Acosta business Yeah Yeah They're not, right not going to stop <laughs> No. no They're not stopped. No, victims. but at least, at least, there won't be physical violence. See that? What? That's what was happening. They attacked the house of the Fox News host. The right? what? Fox News. Yeah. They attacked his house when he was at home. Oh yeah, Tucker, uh, Tucker. Right? Yeah, Tucker Carlson. Who? He's a commentator. Fox commentator. They attacked. He, they his. attacked his house. I, banging on the door. On the door, they I mean, the Democrats said that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's violence. Yeah, yeah that's violence. Yeah. That, that was the problem. It was beginning. The, his wife and kids were there. Okay, whatever, but that's exactly what this was aimed to prevent. That kind of uh, the beginning of rebellion and violence. And now they're, they're not going to do it. What's the point? Just get your guys in the house to do something, you know. You know. And I like the way he told them, you're going to investigate me, you know, then the Senate's going to investigate all of you guys. You know what I'm saying? Which he's, which he's right. What is this, a game? She um, said, I'm better at it than you. If you <laughs> want, stop. That's what he yeah, said. oh yeah, yeah, he'll go after them. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing's absurd. It's just so what, it's, it's, it's a you, you can't believe that grown men who have this type of position of power and responsibility. They're acting like a bunch of kids. You can't believe this, you know? Let the guy govern, you know? Let him do something, he's doing very well. You know, what is this? Getting revenge, you're gonna go into his tax records? The whole thing makes no sense. You know, all it is is revenge. It's a bunch of kids that are seeking revenge, you know? The the, the whole thing, you should know, it's an embarrassment. That whole Congress is an embarrassment. You know, that they're even acting like children and so on, you know. Who, well, I mean, would go after the guy? It's, it's, it's unbelievable how they're acting. You know, where's the country? Do something for the country. Forget about exacting revenge on Trump. The whole thing is nonsense. So imagine the House is going to attack the Senate, and the Senate's going to attack the House. That's the end of the American government, you know. I personally think that's the worst thing they could do for themselves, because everybody's going to see... You know hey this is crazy where's what what have happened to the people you're supposed to govern the people not take revenge now what is this uh, a vendetta you know what is this uh, you know the hatfield and the mccoys which is the legendary v- vendetta and so what is this whatever happened to the government what happened to the people and so on you know uh, it's just uh it's like a circus what can you say you know, you know? Well, look, somebody had to replace Barnum and Bailey because they don't exist anymore, right? So now it's the U.S. government. What can you say, you know? It's really, it's a terrible embarrassment that these people are acting this way, you know? Okay. That was my uh, take on, uh, you know, uh, what's happening with the midterm elections and so on.